Hey, chaps, happy Friday. What a time to be alive. Praise God for it. It is hot, which is nice, frankly. To be quite honest, two days of rain was getting on my nerves. I hope you chaps have all had a, a lovely morning. I've just been on a stream with Mr. Patriarch. Uh, he's a Alaskan. I feel like Alaskans are their own phenomenon. But he uh, married a South African girl and is in Cape Town. And uh, he's pretty based. Probably, I think he's an Orthodox uh, Christian. But we had a, a great discussion on uh, libertarianism and uh, why it won't why libertarianism has no praxeology to actually get you to a libertarian society. Um, so we did a, a live stream. You can check that out on, um, can I get some hair and makeup here? We did that on, uh, on his YouTube channel, Mr. Patriarch, or you can find it on my, my, uh, Twitter stream, but, uh, we had a good chat there. And then, you know, yesterday I was just having fun last night. Um, Michael Foster on Twitter said some stuff about how, uh, the pivot to white supremacy. He, he foresees a pivot to white supremacy uh, in the news cycle where um, they're going to start framing Christians as white supremacists and church communities as white supremacist terror cells. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. That's a really good, that's a really great frame change. You know, if you, who are you really trying to take out? It's Christian families. The Christian family is the civilizer of society. It brings order, brings peace, brings stability. You know, uh, there's a phenomenon in, in sociology you can research on, on the Chinese. The problem when there's too many single men because of the one child policy and not enough wives. And then there's just these crazy social changes happen when there's not enough families, when there's not enough married men with children who now have responsibilities and burdens of peace and prosperity for their children. When you come to America, it was the American dream was family, right? Across the world, poverty and violence is the norm. In, in Europe, poverty and violence was the norm for, for a lot of uh, lower class people. And uh, to reach America, you know, in the 1700s, 1800s, even, even the 1900s, was to reach a place where every man had a shot at having a house, a family, um, a, bit, a little bit of, of affluence, wealth, comfort. And that was the American dream. The reason it was called the American dream is because it didn't happen anywhere else. There was this phenomenon was, you know, and obviously a little, there, a little bit else around the Anglosphere, maybe Canada, Australia, South Africa, Rhodesia, New Zealand. But even there, not to the extent of coming getting off a boat and within one generation, you know, being, being affluent and having a huge family and having peace and prosperity to the, to the likes, which have never been seen since. So the Christian family became this great civilizer of, of, of wild country, you know, and, and what is the great aim of communists, of Bolsheviks, of Satanists, of liberals, you know, you look at, at the Bolshevik revolution, in Russia, totally anti-Christian, right? Destroy the church, destroy Christians, destroy Christian family, destroy uh, the Kulaks who were a, basically the, the Kulaks 
were um, Russia's America, right? Independent, self-reliant, uh, just men living off the land with their families and communities, agrarian existence, right? That was their form of America, was the Kulaks. And that was totally destroyed by the Bolsheviks. They can't stand families that are sovereign from top-down control. And top-down control is cried out for when there's chaos. So here we see families, Christian families, create stability, the opposite of chaos. And Marxists, liberals, Satanists, whatever you want to call them, clowns, need chaos in order to take control. And so you get rid of the Christians. You get rid of the church. You get rid of the families. You get rid of the husbands. You get rid of the fathers. And then chaos is introduced. And they did that by force in Russia. They did that by force in Russia. Uh, and then in America, they've done it through institutions, institutional frame game of destroying the family through frame, destroying the husband or the marriage through frame, through legal policy, through advocacy, through uh, celebrity culture, through schooling and education, discipleship. Destroy the family, introduce chaos, and now we beg for welfare. We beg for centralization. We beg for, you know, greater and greater governance in vacuum of the Christian father, the Christian husband. And so it was really fun, you know, after scrolling through there. So TGC, who I've never read an article, I really couldn't care less. Uh, apparently it stands for the gospel coalition, but it's more like the grievance coalition. Am I right? They are a bunch. It's a, it's, it's a classic textbook study in institutional power, right? It's probably like five dudes in their mom's basement who are total gammas clowns. Bo Hutches, welcome brother. And they're like, let's write articles. Let's claim. So here's a, a, a great it's a great case study in, in, in institutional power and institutional warfare. Let's claim, let's claim for ourselves and gatekeep a, a common or powerful name, gospel, right? The gospel coalition. We're going to name our media house the gospel coalition, which means we get to set the frame of what the gospel is. We get to, Rob, welcome, brother. We get to, everything we say is the gospel. You know, if you name your institution, save the bees, uh, you know, save the bees advocacy group, then everyone immediately is going to be like, these guys love the environment. These guys, you know, and so when we start pumping out enormous things of like, we need to bring in a thousand refugees, we need to uh, shut down nuclear power, we need to have uh, no more coal, then everyone's like, yeah, save the bees. So, so they start linking everything that we put out. They start linking it to save the bees. And so I could be like, you know, bloody, bloody Donald Trump, the orange man bad. And you start linking save the bees to orange man bad. Rob, may we also bring the word heresy and heretics back to deal with our detractors. That's yeah, full on. You know, we need to start ling ling the battle is linguistic, linguistic kill shots, linguistic weapons. We need to start owning words. We need to start 
uh, co-opting words, and we need to start introducing words that frame that frame the window for people. So they've chosen this name, the Gospel Coalition. Anything they talk about, well, it's a it's a well-known news establishment. It's like no, it's five absolute clowns in a basement somewhere, just you know, like physiognomy check, please. Like they're probably you know scum of the earth. And they write articles, and any article they write links it to the name gospel. Then they hold conferences, the Gospel Coalition conferences, and now they pick people. It now becomes like a a, um, a patronage network because now you're picking people to come and speak at these great conferences, you know. And so it's like, and then you get corporate guys who are pumping money into it. You get um, uh, all this like crazy. Uh, ministry guys who now start coming and like now you have this conference. Oh yeah. Like, and so now all the normies start flocking and now you've got control over the normies because it's the gospel and you frame everything into that name. And so a few clowns come in and they're like, right, Japs. Uh, you know, so this was the, the article that was shared last night, just reading the, the headline of it was something like the church is so afraid of cultural Marxism and, critical race theory on the outside when they should really be worrying about white nationalism on the inside. Dum, dum, and it's like this. Oh my gosh. White national, the gospel. It's got to fight white nationalism. We get this, this article framing the biggest problem today in the church is white nationalism. You know, and it's, it's so great to like, just go go through the the ratio of comments because it's all you guys you know all the guys I follow on Twitter of like name name a white nationalist like name name names or shut up like you're a dish you know just like mockery and like it's just wonderful it's like this is great which is great but it's all individuals coming back to mock an institution right so the institution they don't care right because they're just going to move to their next they're going to move straight to their next news cycle they're going to move like. They don't even care to answer all of our sweet logic, our sweet facts, our sweet rebuttals. Um, they're moving on. All right, let's find something else that's white, white nationalist, white supremacist. Like, just keep pegging the gospel against white nationalism, the gospel against white nationalism. And so when you look at it like that, it's like, all right, we need to understand their linguistics. So, Rob, we need a winning grammar. Uh, like Democratic People's Republic of North Korea. You know, names, names, names that mean nothing. Um, but that's it. You know, we need winning language. So here's their language. Here's what they're, when, when they talk about white nationalists, they can't name names of white nationalists, but they can name names of whites. So when, when they say white nationalist, white supremacist, racist, they're, they're meaning white person. So reread the article or the headline. I wouldn't read the article. That would probably just rot your brain and give them clicks. I couldn't care less to, but when, when someone says white nationalism is the problem, in the church, brothers and sisters. Read it again and be like, whites are the problem in the church. Like, that's what they're saying. So it's like, okay, great. Like, you can see through it, you know, and same with us. Like, when we bring up issues, when we bring up, uh, you know, offers or counter offers or demands, oh, you're racist, you're white supremacist, you're a white nationalist. And it's like, you mean white? I'm white? Is that what you mean? You know, because it's, that's what they, they, they don't like unapologetic white men, you know, white men who don't bow 
to the punishment, the cultural punishment. Because if you get into their hierarchy, if you get into their institution, they are all about gatekeeping against Christian families, number one. And who's the last bulwark of Christian families? It's white dudes, right? And that's no like, oh, Scott, you bloody bigot. There's healthy black families. There's healthy Hispanic families. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like if you look at the, the data in America, predominantly white country, white families, right? And so, yes, there's some black families, but predominantly not. And yes, there's some Hispanic families, but predominantly not. Why? Because they're separated from their families because of all this immigration crap. And the blacks are separated from their families because of that is their, their, number, their number one policy is to destroy Christian families. Black, white, Hispanic, Japanese, it doesn't matter. They want to destroy Christian husbands, Christian fathers, and Christian families. It just so happens that in America, the number one demographic of Christian husbands and fathers is white people. So now we need to destroy white men, right? White men are the target right now. And so it also happens that white men are the target because politically, so that's that's Satan and against the church is white guys. Politically, same thing. White men are the last stalwart against full-blown liberalism, you know, and even then we're doing a terrible job because conservatives are just like, oh, I support Caitlyn Jenner. She's the gop. Oh my gosh. Flippin' yay. Uh, doesn't take away, though, the fact that the majority of white men are far more right, right-wing, right-standing, conservative, Christian, than, than white women, black men, black women, uh, Hispanic, Japanese, Asian, whatever it is, Jewish. So as a voting block, right? Because here's the thing, is realism, tribal realism. Everyone else understands tribal realism, except for the, the church, except for white Christian leaders. Tribal realism is if we're going to take control of this culture through institutional warfare, who's the tribe friend, friend, enemy distinction. Who's the enemy? The enemy is white men because they won't let us destroy the family. They won't let us destroy America. They won't let us destroy uh, 400 years of civic tradition. They won't let us destroy, uh, you know, all the name, whatever it is that, that you like, um, that you're standing up for. They want you gone so that they can get to that. Rob, their attacks are momentary. They gain the advantage possible and move on. Stealth edits coming later to alter if necessary. In a guerrilla fight, playing defense is a losing strategy. Yeah, they just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. You know, and it's, if they ever give it a retraction, like you say, it's either an edit, like, oh, edit it out, or just, and it's gone. Or it's a retraction on like a back page or like a little thing at the bottom. Like, oh, yeah, our reporter, uh, consequently, our reporter find out that actually blah, blah, blah. And it's like no one ever, you know, it's like 300,000 retweets on the article, like three retweets on the apology or retraction. Tutamanga. Welcome, brother. We have to stop being reactionary. Yeah, in the essence that we need to be actionary. You know, uh, what's the word? Stop building for ourselves. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think of the word uh, pre preemptive. You know, we're building ahead. We're going forward. We're not trying to go back. We're not, you know, there is no going back. We're going forward. So yeah, spot on. So this thing I want to really hit on here is when people start calling you ethnic slurs, you know, white supremacy, white nationalist, racist. These are all ethnic slurs. 
against white people. And they work. They're a, they're a military-grade linguistic kill shot. You know, the average normie who lives in a institutional obedience, if you say to him, you're a racist, they're like, please don't kick me out the group. I apologize. I fold. Please. I'll do, I'll do any. No, don't call me that. Please. You know, and so we have to realize institutional power. The only time these normies will feel free to leave, you know, to use the words, leave the plantation, to leave the institution is when there's a, another institution that is equal or greater in power. And so here's what I'm, I'm really uh, pumped about, you know, of, of us returning linguistic fire, of us returning institutional fire. We have to start for all of you guys who are, are in the economy. We have to band together and make, you know, we have to start owning certain words. Gospel, Christianity, uh, America, um, unity, diversity. We, we, we use their language against them. Here's something I was really thinking about. Is linking their language to evil. And who's the most evil? Us, white men, right? I don't know if any of you guys ever heard that uh, the David Duke uh, principle or whatever, where some guy was talking about uh, David Duke, how... Uh, his endorsement is something to run away from. <laughs> so he was saying like, as a political strategy, if you could pay David Duke to endorse your enemy, it's like an automatic win for you because you, by, by David Duke endorsing you, they're like, oh no, the most evil guy alive is endorsing Oh no. And it's like, okay, we need to start understanding we are the most evil guys alive to, to them, to the clowns. So how can we start stealing their language and linking it to us, you know, so, so like diversity, let's start stealing that. Like what, you know, uh, this whole thing of, of like take back the rainbow has been awesome. You know, of like someone needs to start a like crazy right-wing association with a rainbow flag as their logo. And, and a lot of our guys, guys linking the rainbow flag to Nazism. And they then have to move, they, that weapon is, de is deactivated, that fuse deactivated. And so we have to be clever with these little things like that. And then, and then that's the other thing as well of getting. So, so owning words that we like America, gospel, church, family, you know, owning words that we like through institutions. So name your institutions, you know, uh, church, church, network, institute, family, building foundation, uh, you know, America unity project, you know, all these like inane sounding little crap things, but it's basically like save the bees group, right? So you can't be attacked because some guys are just stupid. They're like, we're the skinheads. We're the Nazi, we're the neo-Nazis. And it's like from the get-go, you've scared the normies. You've totally scared the normies. No normie, even if you're ascendant would be like, yeah, no, no, no. I'll stay, I'll stay in my little crap thing. Heterophobia. <laughs> hey ho, heterophobia has to go. And so, but but that's not enough, you know, because then they just claim all the stuff. We have to go through. So we have to start claiming that white men are the true uh you know, it's that whole thing of like uh you, you have to almost link their, you know, uh here it is. Homosexuality is white supremacist. Seven reasons why. There's an article. There's a vice article for you. You know, we have to have our own vice, you know? And so, yeah, that can be our, our article of like, 
America Unity Institute. And here's the article. Homosexuality is white supremacy. Seven reasons why. And like no one ever reads the seven reasons why. That it's just a headline, you know? The Babylon Bee is, is crazy with this. That no one ever clicks through to the Babylon Bee stories. You're just reading headlines. Same with the CNN. Babylon Bee has exposed CNN for what it is. CNN is basically just a meme frame uh, uh, parody thing that just makes allegations, makes allegations, makes allegations, lies, lies, lies. Half truth, half truth, half truth. Secret source, secret source, secret source. And people don't ever care. They don't, they never click on that. They're just like, oh, oh, you know. And so we have to do, do do the same thing. And so like that's a great little thing. I'm like seven reasons why women in the workforce uh, is patriarchal. It splits. It makes men who are married to them wealthier. It it make you know and, and find crazy seven reasons why women in the workforce is actually patriot patri uh misogyny you know and like seven reasons why the vaccine is donald trump trying to kill liberals uh and seven reasons why um being childless is a christian psyop against liberals you know and it's like you start playing them at their own frame game just pumping insane disinformation insane propaganda and like that's how you win the propaganda war because they don't know which institution is in power? Is it these five guys in a basement, or is it these five guys in a basement? And and you almost get so good at it that you can't tell who's trolling. Well, I mean, we can tell who's trolling, but the normies like they can't tell who's trolling. That whole double mask thing—that was like a 4chan troll, and they couldn't tell. Uh, same, there's been like crazy trolling things over the years. Like, what is the other one? Uh, like 4chan started some crazy troll. Anyway, bring it up in the in the comments if any of you remember. Tutumanga, optics are still very important. Many forget this. Yeah. The problem is whose optics? We think that optics to Christians or optics to, to, to conservatives are important. No, optics to the normies. We've got to understand how to win the power war. We've got to be more powerful. And so you've got to have institutions. That's optics, right? Optics is not me dressing nicely in a suit uh, you know, it, it certainly, it, it increases my own status and whatever, but a nor like a normie doesn't care about the individuals. A normie cares about institutions, our institutional optics. So if you run a church, your church should be pumping out insane amounts of news statements, news articles. They should be like attacking other institutions. They should be, uh, promoting other institutions. They should be uh, pumping out insane cultural expectations. Like, just pump it out as an institution, as a, our church name or our ministry name or our ministry's publishing house who happens to be under our church or whatever. And here's where guys fail. The optics of the institution is wrong because the institution trying to do good, trying to be a good little Christian book publisher or a good Christian news agency. They're like, okay, how do we be fair to the clown? Like, we don't want to throw the clown under the bus. You know, he he may have ruined 23,000 children through the school system by being a pedophile, but we don't really want to like throw his name under the bus. So we'll keep, it's like, no, no, CNN's like mega hat boy laughed in the face of an Indian. Let's destroy his life. Like that's who we're fighting against. You know? So for us, we have to optics are power optics are, we're going to destroy clowns under our feet. We're going to destroy institutions under our feet. And we've got to come at it from this place of our institution has to project power. And you're like, 
But Scott, our church is just 30 people and our publishing house is just running out of a basement. It's like, no one knows that. All they see is online a headline and it's some nice sounding institution. And now you've just changed someone's worldview or affected someone's worldview. Or you've made them, that's not true, rebuttal, where'd you get your sources, blah, blah, blah. And you don't answer. You don't answer those because you're in their heads. You're in their heads and now they're like, and it's like, this is great. This is awesome. Like you're, you're fighting the institutional game. You're returning fire and it's amazing. So Scott, what do you do when there's outrage? You know, when they're like, oh, we're, we're sending a lawsuit to that church. We're, we're going to shut that church down. It's like, no, you don't fold. You, you, you carry on. You, you change the news cycle. You, or you push harder. You double down. And you go even harder. You know? And you, 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 you fight. You, you, you punch above your weight. And you don't fold. Because, you know, uh, I was chatting to a friend the other day. And he was saying on his, on his ranch, on his cattle farm, he said the coyotes will start over there. And then the, this little group of coyotes will start over there. And then a group of coyotes down there. And, and he's like, you think you're surrounded by a million coyotes when it's like four coyotes over there, yep, 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 yep. four coyotes over there, yep, 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 yep. four coyotes. And it's like, we're surrounded by coyotes. And it's like, no, they're little yappy bitches in the grass trying to make you think that they're this huge thing. Maga hat boy, his life after the whole thing, like he's now a millionaire. He, he, I don't know if he folded or not, like as a, you know, where he is now, he's probably with TP USA and old Charlie Kirk, the biggest face in the conservative gay movement. That's unfortunate, but good on him. He got millions of bucks, sued CNN. Good on him. The average Christian pastor was already throwing him under the bus, apologizing, preaching about how we've got a, it's like, you're folding, you're folding, like don't fold and amazing things happen. Have you read the stories in the Bible? Like the whole reason we teach Sunday school about David and Goliath or uh, Jonathan and the attacking up the hill is don't fold. Don't fold. When the coyotes are all yap, yap, yapping, it's like, come, don't fold. Krunont, seven reasons why feminism is against women. You, you can't do it that way because it's too, it's too, it's too our frame. You have to come at it from their frame of like why seven reasons why feminism benefits men. Now they're like, oh, it benefits men because you still have to understand their psychology. Their psychology is men are evil. White men are evil. So we are the Satan. Use us as the Satan. Seven reasons why feminism is benefits white men. And it's like free sex whenever you want it. Uh, woman working and earning money for you. Uh, you can, you can, uh, Women don't negotiate well, so business white businessmen owners can negotiate them down to minimum wage every time. Women earn 77 cents on the dollar, so we only hire women. Um, you know, and, and that's how you go about it. You have to frame it from where they're not going like, oh, this is obviously a troll. Tutamanga, the mainstream nationalist parties in the UK just have an image of football hooligans. It discourages normal good families from attending even though they are aligned on many issues. So good, brother. So good. You know, you have to understand there is a place for extremity, for a fringe, for a vanguard. But there has to be a mainstream option. There has to be an institution that families can come to. You know, that's where like you, you, you've hit it on the head. 
majority of family <laughs> men believe in very, very vanguard policies uh, when it comes to actually, you know, like, yes, I, I agree. I wouldn't say it. I, I wouldn't uh, share that. And I can't bring my family to it. It's, it's unsafe. You need a safe, save the bees organization. Uh, family foundation for unity foundation. I was like, yeah, I can bring my family to that. If I go there and give money and people dox me, it's like, yeah, I'm for the found. I'm for saving the freaking bees. Like when they try and dox you, when they try and like this guy donated to the save the bees foundation and the save the bees foundation donated to Carl Rittenhouse's defense fund, fire this guy. And then this guy has plausible deniability. Cause you're like, Oh no, dude. Like I just love bees. Have you seen my, have you seen my, uh, my beehive in my garden and here's my children and we love bees. And like, and so they do a hit piece on you and like you actually end up getting like kind of everyone's like sympathizes with you. Like, man, that guy was just a good guy out of the goodness of his heart, wanted to save the bees, you know? And then they're like, well, it's the save the bees organization. Who are the council members? And it's like, well, there's 20 council members. And so there's plausible liability of like, man, we didn't know, you know, we thought it was, uh, did, did you know? No, like, oh, we didn't know. Like, oh, were there me meetings for that? Oh, like, we don't know. what uh, You know, and, and that's how they play the game. You know, that's how they play the game. So you put it on the head. We need the institutional optics that don't throw the, you don't throw the extreme guys under the bus. Cause that's what like Prager university and Steven Crowder and uh, TP USA, Charlie cake, uh, you know, all these guys, these mainstream uh, conservative kind of guys, they throw all the extreme, more extreme guys under the bus. They're like, they, they, they punch right and they lean left. Probably the other way on your screen. They punch right and they lean left. You know, so any guy like myself, like any of the the other guys who are pushing uh, a more traditionalist, more patriarchal, more nationalist uh, uh, mindset, they're like, oh no, oh no, we would never associate with him. We'd never invite him to our conferences. We did, which is fine if you're trying to push a family friendly thing, and then you're advocating for it secretly yourself and giving money to guys like me, or or giving access to guys like me, or or uh, giving honor to guys like me privately. That seldom ever happens. It's like, these guys are evil. They're ruining conservatism. It's like, no, no, these guys are pushing the window for you. If you kill them, you become the next extremist, you, which is now happening. Like Prager, you a white nationalist. Stephen Crowder is a, a white supremacist. And it's like, these dudes are, in my opinion, they're the liberal of liberals. They are clowns, absolute clowns. But there they are stuck in the center right because no one ever stuck up for, for guys who are more on the right. Not stuck up for them, but just didn't, don't throw them under the bus. You know, I love that thing of gatekeeper versus gateway, you know? So a lot of guys, like, you can be a gateway to the right. You can, you can dog whistle. You can be nice. You, you can never. But a gatekeeper throws them down. A gatekeeper tells us people, don't look there. Don't go there. Otherwise, I'll punish you. Whereas a gateway is like, don't go there. Don't go there. But, oh, I, I don't know what's over there. I don't know. Oh. You know, I heard this offensive YouTube video the other day of this guy, Scott Tungay. I would never listen to it if I were you. Here's the link. Don't listen to it. That's a gateway, right? But instead, it's like dudes are trying to cancel guys. Yeah, it's crazy. So you put it on the head there, Tutamanga. Like, there has to be a both. We have to have honor for the vanguard, for the guys who are pushing. But at the same time, you need some form of institutional optics where the, the average family man can just have a place where he's protected where he's not thrown under the bus, where he can bring his family and children and where he has plausible deniability 
from attacks from the clowns. He either has to have plausible deniability or he has to have such confidence in the institutional power not to fold on him and throw him under the bus, which unfortunately the Republican Party has, has totally, they throw, they throw working men under the bus all the time. DVG, many divisions of professional organizations have very few members that rotate leadership officer positions, but they issue statements in the name of the American Society of Family Beekeeping. Exactly. You, you, it's never individual. You know, you don't operate as an individual. You operate as TGC. You operate as the ADL. You operate as uh, Open Borders Foundation. You operate as uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's like, no, Bill Gates. No, it's the foundation. And it's like, we don't understand this, so we try and do everything in our own name. We try to do everything on our own. And it's like, no, we need institutional protection. We need to play the institutional frame game. Tutamanga, MAGA hat boy is now the highest paid person at CNN. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I haven't followed his, uh, his career path, as it were. Andrew Quinn, welcome, brother. DVD, that national organization for advancement of women. Dude, that is military-grade institutional naming. Uh, DVD, pro-life was actually a great tag, and you can see that it continues to win steady and significant legal victories over the decades since Roe v. Wade. Who wants to be against life? Exactly, it's framing. It's really good. And, and, and we need to link, we need to link it now to how uh, seven ways abortion serves white men. Seven ways white men want more abortion. Seven white men who are on the lead for the abortion industry against women and minorities. Uh, Tulumanga, that's why I find Black Lives Matter is so frustrating. Yes, obviously, people's life matter. Yeah, it's meme-grade linguistics that normies can't deal with. They're like, yeah, it's right. And if they do try and be like, well, all lives matter. And it's like punishment, reprisal. You know, that very quickly got, you know, they even, you even have like sock accounts on like CNN or wherever. They're like, they'll bring one of their own randoms in. And they're like, hey man, will you take one for the team? So they'll have like a morning talk show, you know, be like, oh, Black Lives Matter. Do you agree, John? And John's like, well, Lindy, I think that all lives matter. And then on air, like everyone will be like, <gasps> we're cutting to a commercial break. And then like come back from the commercial break. He's gone. And I'm like, we just want to apologize on behalf of CNN for John's. We've put him on administrative leave. He's gone. You know, and so they, they manufacture uh, a public execution. Um, to, so that all the normies are like, okay, don't say all lives matter. DBG, although I appreciate what they were trying to do, I think that one America News Network and Newsmax were lame names and too awkward. They should consult with brand experts and use the expertise available. I'm available for $100,000 consultancy fee. Here's the problem with using America in a news frame. The American flag is a white supremacist. It's been linked to Nazism. And this is where, you know, we either need, that's why you can't use it for news. You cannot use America, truth, um, uh, integrity. You can't use any of that stuff for news organizations. You can use America for like American Unity Foundation, for the promotion of healthy immigration, uh, for the promotion of women's rights in the workplace and blah, blah, blah. There it works, right? Because Right now, news and America are, are opposite memes because 
because Donald Trump was America. He, he brought America as it was linked to him. News was his enemy. Fake news, fake news, fake news. America first, fake news. Make America great again, fake news. So, so you, that's, you, you hit it on the head there, DVD. One America news, all the liberals know it's an American news network, not a liberal news network. And so my, but there's a great, here's a great news network name as a psyop. Liberal News Network, LNN, Liberal News or D Democracy Today or, uh, you know, that kind of thing. You have to and you're at risk of being at risk of being misunderstood by all the normie conservatives. You have to push the, the fold on language and adopt their language against them and tie it to yourselves. Tie it to yourselves as evil. You know, if Donald Trump had said masks work well now masks are tied to him so all the liberals would not wear masks and that's where you've got to do this thing like seven reasons donald trump fast-tracked the vaccine uh to kill liberals it's like because you've got to anything that you want to disarm you have to attach to evil who is the greatest evil white man or orange man bad Krunont, national democratic revolution or load shedding or black economic empowerment doesn't mean what you think it means. Yeah, it's linguistic. You know, these guys, they study, like, in a way, I think I would have been good. Like, I probably would have been a terrible um, academic at university. Uh, but I think I probably would have enjoyed marketing. You know, because the, the psychological, absolute psyop of marketing, you know, copywriting. And it's like finding creative language and linguistic kill shots, linguistic click shots you know it's it's a an absolute art all these guys are on the same page when it comes to deceiving yeah and in my chat earlier with with dylan mr patriarch we were just talking about how uh, the left or liberals or marxists whatever you satanists whatever you want to call them they have only one principle power power of the institution over the normie power 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 that's the only principle that's their only guiding light. And so when it comes to this thing of um, decept deception, all of us conservatives are like, wow, you know, they would never lie to us. You know, they, they're, they're just, you know, it, a lot of guys write these things of like seven reasons the Democrats have stupid policies or like if they just change these five policies or like the ANC, the reasons that they're so policies are stupid and we attribute it to stupidity. We attribute it to incompetence when, no, 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 my friends, they are malicious. They know exactly what they're doing. They're going for power. They're not going for competent governance, clean governance, um, for the people governance. No, they want power. Andrew, euphemisms are weapons for the left. And we need to learn to pick it up. We need to learn to, to be like, Man, that's a pretty good raffle. Where'd you get me some of those? And we need to train each other. You know, we need to train each other in this. We need this back and forth of, you know, watching the Babylon Bee has been training for me because it's trained me to see CNN, TGC, name your news organization as a, as a parody site. They're all freaking parody sites that the normies, they know it's parody. They just know that if they leave the plantation, they get reprisal, they get whipping. And so we need to learn how to build our own plantations 
and steal ourselves some normies. <clears throat> DBG, you'd make a killing on marketing or starting a public relations firm. This is mega money. Well, well, we'll see about that. If I start rolling around in sweet new suits on my live streams and all of a sudden have a studio, you'll know what business I've gone into. Uh, now all of the institutions you called out like TGC will be calling you for ways to improve their image with guys like us. Grunon's biggest mistake is to project your morals and values onto these guys. Yeah, friend enemy. We have to distinguish between friend enemy and stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. Christians are terrible with this. We, we nice guy everybody and have no in-group preference. We're like, well, let's just give the clown a chance. Let's just, you know, we can't be too hard on him. And it's like, no, he's your enemy and he wants to eat your kids. Tutamanga, Tatiana McGraw, parody liberal account on Twitter. Like that's it. Tatiana McGraw is so, Tatiana McGraw is so, the framing is so brilliant that most liberals can't tell it's a parody. And most conservatives can't tell it's a parody. Most, I bet you there's conservatives who've got her blocked. And it's probably a him. In fact, I guarantee you it's a him blocked. You know, because it's like the, the, the the double triple 3d chess trolling is beautiful Alrighty, where was i going with all of this anyway all right so so the first thing for us to do is to link their language to how evil we are you know so we, we've said that like seven reasons why feminism benefits who's the most evil orange man bad or white man so we've got to start linking the things that they love that they hold so dear you know here, here's a great article Seven reasons why diversity benefits white men. Seven reasons why Donald Trump pushes diversity and open borders immigration. You've got to link what they hold dear. Seven reasons why women going to college benefits the oligarchical corporate banking overlords. Or no, white, white benefits, white men are just the evil thing. White men. <laughs> Punish us. All righty. Uh, to remember that, remember the David Duke endorsement. We are David Duke to anyone left of a freaking potato, you know? So endorse that, you know, if I get, you know, right now I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm a nobody. I'm just, you know, got a few of you guys who, who I really appreciate. But if I ever had to, you know, if guys started coming after me and, and, you know, trying to throw me under the bus and go hard, my value becomes in now promoting and endorsing liberal uh, institutions, right? Because they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's great. All righty. And then the other thing is to link the clowns to impotency. Now, what so many conservatives get wrong is they scream hypocrisy, hypocrisy. Look, look, this is an outrage and hypocrisy. And it's like, just like you said there, uh, uh, is to project our morals and values onto these guys. They don't have morals or values. So to cry hypocrisy is just a sign that you lost, that you're on the outside of the institution. That Because if you're in institutional power, hypocrisy doesn't matter. You do what you want. I do what I want. I've got power. I can say this and do that. I've got power. But if you link them to the impotency and not their own impotency, you know, because... A lot of guys would, you know, mock physiognomy and mock, you know, these pedo clowns who are doing all this stuff. And it's like, you know, their people don't care. 
are they doing a good job running this institution into the ground, running these these people into the ground? Yes, they don't care. You have to link it to impotency to their mission, impotency to their culture. So here's what you would do. Seven reasons why uh, let's let's uh, I'm trying to think of someone who would be a good example. Joe Biden, right? Seven reasons why Joe Biden is a white supremacist. That's impotency to their like what he's a white supremacist or why he seven reasons why Joe Biden is actually helping white men. Seven reasons why uh, Anderson Cooper secretly uh, is loved by white men. Uh, and you start linking them to impotency to their cause because wait, they're, they're helping the other side. They're help. They're not helping our cause. They're impotent to our cause. Boom. Off with their heads. Fauci, right? They linked Fauci to, uh, to impotency to the control cause. They're like, wait, he advocated that masks are bad. Oh my gosh. Gone because he, he, someone linked what he had said to against the narrative, to against the mission. Boom, he's out. You, you killed him. You know, someone else the other day shared a meme on, uh, of some guy, some anon, where he, uh, his company had a diversity training. And so in his email handle, he started, um, he started going hard. He was like, they, them, she, sure, sure, you know, and using all the things. And he, and he started targeting one of the super clowns in his department uh, to HR, he was like, "Hey, she's not respecting my pronouns." So this this lady gets called in and and gets reprimanded and comes to him and like, "You don't believe any of this. You're a you're a bigot. You're a, a racist." And so he he then goes back to HR and he's like, "This lady's calling me out on my pronouns and this is not respectful." And he gets the girl fired and it's like winning at their game, winning at their game. It's phenomenal because he's tying that girl who was actually a, a clown enforcer to impotency to the cause of like, I'm a new convert and she's trying to be a bigot to me. You've got to, you, you can tie their clowns to impotency towards their cause. We think conservatives think like if I can call them out to incompetence, to values and effectiveness, and it's like, no one cares. He's helping their power game. You've got to link it to incompetence to their cause and then make them keep honor, make them uh, keep power. Because if you, if you show that the clown that they put in charge of this thing is, in, is, is not holding power for the right ways, they've got to remove them. Otherwise, the, the institution suffers dishonor. Tutamanga, Middle East is so ahead of us, the big corps don't need to shout about it and virtue signal. Show pics of Mercedes, LBGT in the West, bland professional straight in the East. Yeah. And it's like there, they went for the power game of never surrendering their, um, their institutions. It's like, oh, you're gay. Welcome to the 10th floor of this building. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay. We're not going to put an LGBT logo on because we don't want to lose our business. And that's it. They've got in-group preference. It's like they're willing to kick Mercedes to the side if Mercedes doesn't tow by their in-group rules. You know, and that's where we need to get to our institutions of like, well, you know, we got sponsored by Mercedes and they're giving us, you know, a sweet sponsorship. So I don't know, like, you know, I'm okay, fine. We'll wear masks. Okay, fine. We'll put a, a gay 
pride flag up. And I was like, no, 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 cut them. Or uh, threaten them to cut them and threaten to link them to the evil enemy white men. You, you, we've got to start playing that, that power game. And, and the Middle Easters, the Muzis are flipping machines. They're gunning it. Tudumanga, how critical race theory only benefits white men in the end. You're getting it, brother. Seven reasons. We have to have seven reasons. People love lists. DBG, this is actually very similar to what Jesus and Paul and others would do when they were being criticized by one group. They knew how to triangulate their enemies against each other. Yeah, it's exactly that. You know, that whole thing of like, oh, well, don't the Pharisees think that there's a resurrection of the dead? And then now they're fighting. Over, you know, you could do that today amongst like, you know, Baptists and Presbyterians or whatever. Like they're, and, and the, for me, like I get frustrated about it because they're all fighting on Twitter over pedo-baptism or whatever. And it's like, you uh, like whoever, whichever clown came in and started a debate on pedo-baptism has successfully triangulated instead of us. It's like, chaps, no one gives a crap about baptism when we're cutting children's genitalia off at school funded by taxpayer money. You know, triangulation is amazing. Now, the left is such a huge tent that there's so many tribes pulled together by one common enemy, white men, that you can triangulate to the glorious amount. This is a great point here, DVD. We have to start triangulating, you know. So seven reasons why the LGBT community should not have trans people in it. And like, what do you mean they shouldn't have trans people? And then you written by an anonymous gay man. So now gays hate trans. It's like, yes, seven reasons why trans people took our thunder. And you start creating fights in the tent. Right? The other thing is that without a common enemy, the tent falls apart. And so you've got to start, you've got to start claiming some of these groups that they love white men because then they become the enemy and they start eating each other. You know? It's a, it's a phenomenal thing, triangulation. Tudumanga, seven ways Joe Biden has helped the world's richest white men get even richer. So good. Um, and why this is bad for black women of color in wheelchairs. Andrew Quinn, the problem is Fauci and Biden are not the clowns. They are normie management. They are, they are uh, lower level clowns. I, you know, you don't... Uh, you don't get that far promoted without showing a certain amount of clownliness, of willingness to execute power over normies. You know, a normie, a normie gets weeded out very, you know, a useful idiot gets weeded out very quickly as far as um, corporate advancement goes because they're not willing to do the things that clowns have to do to advance. You know, so whether that's, you know, having dirt and, and doing bad stuff so that they know you're trustworthy or whether it's actually like acting out and actually doing the stuff. So I agree with you that they are middle management. They're middle clowns. They're, there's further clowns in the back rooms. There's further clowns in the darkness that we don't know about. These are just the faces. But make no mistake, they are clowns. Fauci is Trump's guy. Seven reasons. Um, and when the clowns will replace the management with more extreme leftists. Yeah. And it always goes that way. You know, you want to, you want to, um, be constantly purity spiraling the, the clowns purity spiral very well. And we can, we can tap that. We can use that, you know? Uh, yeah. To the manga, let them devour each other. Yeah. 
Fergie Master, welcome, brother. Read The Art of War, Rules for Radicals, and other war books. We need to understand power, warfare, subversion, and how to counter it. Exactly. We're at war. We're in a cultural war. We're not in this peacetime debate about pedo-baptism and debate about, you know, how to have a nicer neighborhood. We're in a war. And right now, that war is, is institutional. It's linguistic. It's economic. You know, and here we are, you know, just clueless little white boys uh, arguing about pedo-baptism. It's glorious. But yeah, we, we definitely need to, to arm up, to skill ourselves. You know, take marketing courses. Take psychology courses. Take warfare courses, you know. You know, another great, a great one that I'm reminded of is um, that guy who infiltrated the Discord of the, the, the LGBT Discord. And became over two years became an admin and then deleted the whole group. <laughs> Buzz. Um, Andrew, do you think it will turn into a physical war? I don't. If you look at, at South Africa and you look at, at Zimbabwe, clowns love physical conflict when they don't have power. They love physical conflict, terrorism, war, when they don't have power because they're so good at framing it as they're the, like they cry out as they strike you. The moment they have institutional power, they it's death by a thousand cuts, avoid war, avoid war, avoid war, bring in a gatekeeper, bring in a puppet, avoid war, avoid war, death by a thousand cuts. So in South Africa, you know, there was almost a coup uh, before the vote, even, you know, 1990, the, the top military guy was, you know, do, do I do it? Don't I do it? Do I do it? Don't I do it? And so it's constant appeasement, appeasement. Like they knew this guy was like the charismatic. He was the charismatic general leader of the Afrikaners. And so what do they do? They, they, they use the liberal conservative gatekeeper to talk him down, you know? So they have their, their Afrikaner politicians, the liberal politicians be like, Hey man, like just not yet, not yet, like not yet, bro. Uh, Let's wait for this or let's wait for, and so the, okay, thousand cuts, thousand cuts, just, just, just wait, just hold it off, just hold it off. And so every three months for the past 30 years, there's been talks, there's been murmurings, there's been, hey guys, is anyone going to do anything? And it's like, yeah, 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 not yet, not yet. Just, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. You know, in Zimbabwe, uh, South Africa, and same with America, they're in, they're in institutional power. And so they're going to avoid conflict because they know as soon as the Afrikaner decides to clean things up, things get cleaned up. They know as soon as the Americana decides to clean things up, things get cleaned up. And so they avoid, they avoid, they avoid, they avoid. And, you know, even there, it's a thing of, you know, let's say, let's say something did happen. We need to first master institutional power. Because what happens is, you know, let's say some guy does secede down in Texas. If you don't have your own CNN, your own uh, money power, your own um, academic uh, institutions, your own medical industry institutions, you will get absolutely slaughtered and subverted within short time. Because you're still, all your people still think CNN is their news, still think 
uh, big farmer is there is caring for them. Still think, uh, you know, the Fed is a wise idea and the dollar and all this stuff. You've got to be able to, before you go and you're just a vigilante if you go out and seek blood without institutional backing first. You have to have institutional power of the media, institutional power of academia, institutional power of economy before you can go into the government domain and do hard action. Otherwise, you know, it's what happened like South Africa, you know, what really killed South Africa and Rhodesia was media. Rhodesia, the losses were insignificant. Like one, one Rhodesian was dying for every 1,000 communist terrorists, something like that. Probably the same with South Africa. Like militarily dudes were cleaning up. The normies in South Africa, the normies in Rhodesia couldn't take the international media barrage. They couldn't take the, the linguistic kill shots. They couldn't take the, the propaganda war, the PSYOP war. And, and they caved. And so, you know, if you go in and anything happens in America or South Africa, again, you have to learn from those, from those past things of like, this, it's all going to happen again. There's going to be terrorism again. There's going to be institutional propaganda warfare again. There's going to be economic blockade again. You know, so, so that's why I say it's, it's death by a thousand cuts. All righty. Where are we? Tudamanga, positive propaganda now is needed. Our young men need hope. They want something greater. Yeah, to goal. Yeah, what is our goal? Who is our Caesar? You know, we have to give this positive vision. And it has to be a positive vision of local, practical, institutional power building. You know, marriage is an institution. Your bank account is an institution. Your food supply is an institution. Your property is an institution. Your children are an institution. You know, uh, either uh, raising them yourself or having a collective of likewise men who we, we build a school together or we have a co-op, but you don't give your children to the government. You don't give your food uh, responsibility, food supply responsibility to the government. You don't give your, your job security to the government. You know, we have to have local positive vision uh, for institutional sovereignty among, among men, you know, and again, it doesn't have to be huge. It can be four dudes in a basement starting an investment group, four dudes in a pub, starting a advocacy group four dudes out on a boat starting an investment uh, and a media house and uh, you know it's like we need to start institutions starting a school you know like it could be four dudes being like oh my wife homeschools oh your wife homeschools oh your wife homeschools let's start a co-op but don't just don't don't we've got to play the power game don't just call it homeschool co-op call it you know uh Indiana Family Institute for Education, you know, we have, or like Burlington Private School, you know, like whatever it is, you have to, it's like private school, it's four moms and 10 kids. It's like, yeah, Burlington Private School for Boys. Like you have to understand the institutional power game. Don't just call your investment group, uh, you know, uh, Scott and Bob Investment Company. It's like, no, 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 you, you need to go, power game you know and so i think we, we, we're getting there we're understanding this positive this positive vision the war is geopolitical spiritual and philosophical yeah and then we as flesh and blood just we are the carriers of that you know and that's why i say the biggest thing with this the war is not against 
normies. Because that's what happens, um, Andrew, you know, when you go to physical war, it's to go kill normies. Because the clowns, they don't care about normies getting killed. So they, they just push normies out to go get killed. And then we've been so brainwashed to think that the normies are the problem. They're just drones. They're just drones of the clowns. We've got to go for the clowns. And you don't kill clowns physically. You kill them institutionally. DVG, why Trump failed was because liberals were successful in scaring most of the GOP into fear of being called racist. Yeah. This is why even though the, the presidency and Congress for two years, even though they had the presidency and Congress for two years, nothing got done. Yeah. Trump failed because liberals were successful in scaring most of the GOP into fear of being called racist. Yeah. And it's through linguistics. It's through attaching things to word, to euphemisms, to word plays, to manufactured drama. You know, how many, um, how many things on, on CNN are manufactured drama? In cahoots with, with government power. So you can't ever follow up on it because there were government actors involved who, who protect things. And, you know, sure. Uh, DVD, this Trump was a phenomenal meme, a, tr a phenomenal spearhead, a phenomenal window setter for us. We didn't use the window to go hard after institution building. So, and, and that's a, it's a detriment to his leadership as well of he didn't encourage institution building because we didn't know. We don't know that we are at institutional war. You know, we are my guy and carry on living my life. And it's like, we need to go hard at institution building. And I'm glad now with, with this whole clown show that's in charge now, guys are like, crap, I need to build an institution to protect me from an institution. It's really good. Tudumaga, the rabbis say there will be a great war before their Messiah comes. In Europe, between the West, Christendom and Islam. They say Islam is the broom of Israel. Yeah. DVG, the pagans are predicting Ragnarok soon. That's interesting. Yeah, you know, it's all, it's the, like you say, the, the Jews, uh, the pagans, we have these, what do they call it? Um, what's that, the great Armageddon, these Armageddon uh, pro prophecies, you know, or the, the, you know, for Christians, it's the rapture or, or the return of Christ. And it's like, you know, guys, none of that is controllable by us, you know? And in fact, for me, it's like, I, uh, I want to be called a good servant. So I'm going to go hard right now. I'm not going to wait and be a wicked servant and bury my talent. Tudumanga, seven reasons why only white men benefit from Im immigration and will continue to do so unless good people act now. Yeah, come on, brother. That's good framing. DBG, there is something happening across all religions saying a big shift is coming. It seems like all religious portents are bad. Yeah, and I think it's this whole thing of any great shift, any great change, it's painful in the now, but it always turns out great later on. You know, David being chased into the desert wasn't nice. Joseph being put in prison it wasn't nice. Abraham coming out and going into a foreign place where people didn't like him and he had options wasn't nice. But it always led to great things, you know, and I think that's where I'm so optimistic is like, regardless of what happens, brothers, we're going to make it. You know, we have to have this, this mindset of God is with me. Do not fear of I'm going to go and do great things, which is I'm going to go and build institutions, you know, because a lot of guys are like, well, just hunker, you know, institutions are what protect you are a buffer. Institutions are a buffer um, from, uh, you know, great shifts and great changes. You know, the Amish are going to be just fine. Let me tell you, those bloody SS officers in disguise, 
you got to watch out for those guys. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some bloody Panzers uh, parked in some barn in freaking Pennsylvania. I'm telling you right now, chaps, those oaks, uh, watch out. Uh, Tutumanga, Christians are helping Jews, but for their own reasons. Jews say Christians will do their work, and they are, funding their third temple. They already have the ceremonial items, robes, gold menorahs. Yeah, you know, it's the whole thing. It's in-group preference. Christians are stupid when it comes to in-group preference. And I say Christians, I'm me included. I am the church. You know, we, oh, let's help the Jews. And it's like, dude, the Jews hate Jesus. They hate Christians. And, and that's not a thing of like, okay, we should hate them. We should go and preach the gospel to them. We should call them to repent. You know, a lot of guys who are caught up in Zionism or caught up in, in blessing Israel, sending them money is, sending a drug addict money is not blessing him. Protecting a drug, a drug addict while he does his drugs is not blessing him. You go in and call him to repent. That's blessing him. Andrew, we need to control our money supply. Equals buying media, buying institutions, buying normies. Yeah, dude, full on. It's economic, you know. That's why Jesus speaks so much about money because money is, it's, it's a tool. It's a power tool. Krunont, Castro killed his SA general because of losing the conventional war in Angola. However, they won the propaganda war. Yeah, you know, that's it. You know, the, the, the Cubans were, by all accounts, terrible uh, on the border war. And so, of course, there's Castro protecting institutional honor killed the general who was a failure you know but their their propaganda guys were yeah they won the propaganda war dvg psyop war is ostracism and exile from the institution these were considered same as capital punishment in the old world people don't want to be sidelined because it calls to mind our ingrained fears of the tribe abandoning us of the institution abandoning us and not only abandoning us but abandoning us to die you know, because if there was another, you know, a lot of guys are like, oh, you know, if you lose your job, no problem. You can get another job. Like you understand that you can, jobs are not a scarce resource. You know, oh, I can go get another job. Institutions, institutional acceptance, institutional honor is a scarce resource. They are so good at, at gatekeeping, you know, and for a lot of guys, like they don't understand, like, man, you know, there's, there's this. There's this whole other world when you're happy to be rejected by an institution. It's like, go create your own kids. I can go join their camp. Like, oh, there's 20 other dudes. You know, they're, they're smaller institutions. They're less powerful institutions, but they're institutions. You can go join them. <clears throat> Tutamanga. Uh, oh, yeah, talking about the, the third temple and all that. Uh, that's why I worry more about the tensions there. They want Al-Aqsa gone. For me as well, you know, like that's my, my big thing with, with Christian tribalism is, is non-interventionism in other men's affairs. Like let the Jews do what they want to do. Let the Muslims do what they want to do. And a lot of guys are like, you know, cause I'm like, I don't, I don't care what happens in Israel. And so like the Zionist guys would be like, you, you bastard, we need to be blessed by them. And I'm like, well, actually, I also don't care if they wipe everyone out and have a huge, massive Israeli state. And they're like, uh, like they don't know what to do with that, you know, because like, I don't care. I don't care. <clears throat> Rob Stratton Oakmont. That sounds like a great private school name. Stratton Oakmont private school for boys. 
Rob, waiting for the rapture, the collapse, or the cavalry to come over the hill are all copes to excuse men from taking action. Help is not coming. We are commanded to be the men to come to the rescue. So good, brother. We are the help. We are the rescue, you know? And uh, and I think we've been memed. Like a lot of guys are like, yes, okay, I get that. I am the rescue. There's no help coming. And we've been memed by all the little coyotes that there's a thousand coyotes out there and there's only one of us. And it's like, dude, there's 7,000 other dudes out there. And all it takes is four dudes getting together and doing stuff together in your local area. You know, it's it's this where where two or more are gathered. Christ is among them. You know, Jonathan and his armor bearer go and just crush. Um, we don't need these crazy numbers because clowns are cowards. They run. They fold. Normies, they just want orders. You know, so it's, it is this whole thing of like, I'm incredibly optimistic, chaps. You know, freaking amazing. Tudumanga, there is only now an eternal present. Future is just a concept anyway. Yeah. And we build... We, what we build now becomes the future. You know, so often we're waiting on someone else to build now so that we can have a future. It's like, no, 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 we build now. We build now. We build the future we want. You know, that's the whole thing. The, the framing as well, you know, a lot of guys have been, have been saying right correctly, you know, to not be a reactionary, to not be a trad and hoping back for the 50s or hoping back for the 1700s or whatever it is. What is the future we are building? What is the, the positive vision? We're futurists. You know, steal their language. We are futurists. We are progressives. We're progressing uh, to a new vision, to a new future that we're building now. So it's so good. Well, chaps, this has been a phenomenal one. Um, look at us go. DBG, social media is similar to Gideon's earthen vessels when he attacked Midian at night with fire inside them and shouted for the sword of the Lord and Gideon. Yeah. You know, and that's it. Social media, it can be... It can be the coyotes against us, you know, or it can be us just absolutely crushing and not folding, not outraging us using institutional power. So really pumped about it, man. Right, chaps, that was a really good stream today. Um, have a phenomenal weekend and uh, eat some meat, get some sunshine. That's what I'm going to go and do. Uh, and remember, they, the white man is the most evil enemy of the clown. So let's start attaching, uh, start attaching them, you know, to, to their evil. Yeah, we are many to the manga. That's the irony. Exactly. There's 7,000 men out there, chaps, who have not bowed the knee, you know, and we just need to find three or four of them, uh, and stick together and start doing institutional stuff. Um, start getting our, uh, our, our news organizations in basements. Love you brothers. Have a phenomenal one and we'll see you on Monday.